Welcome to the Her Sports Story podcast, where we share in the stories of former female athletes, connect on the transition out of sport, and create a space where the always an athlete tribe can come for connection and inspiration. I'm your host, Bethany Crouch, founder of the Her Sports Story blog and podcast, and former competitive gymnast of 15 years to an athlete advocate professional. It makes my heart so happy to connect in and share these former female athlete stories. And I am so grateful and excited that you are here to join us. Welcome back to the Her Sports Story podcast. Today on the podcast, we have Deanna Schneier. Deanna is the Chief Inspirational Officer, I love that title, of The Winning Element. Deanna has created a platform that is one, absolutely beautiful and seamless, but two, provides a substantial amount of resources for the up-and-coming athlete in the realm of performance. Deanna and I talk all things her sports story. We talk about persevering through lots of losses, navigating jobs after sport, and then ultimately the creation of the winning element. Deanna and I had a chance to connect maybe almost six, seven months ago, and she was actually one of the first people that reached out to me when I first kind of got rolling with the Her Sports Story Instagram. She is such a fun person, and you'll be able to pick up on her energy and her light, and I hope you enjoy this podcast as much as I did. Deanna, I am so happy that you are on the Her Sports Story podcast. I'm so glad that we connected. Gosh, it has been like, was that October of last year? Yes, it's been, there's been a lot of things that have happened. I'm sure for both of us, but I know that life has been moving at this really crazy, like exponential speed. And when I think you were on my podcast in December or like right before the new year. Mm-hmm. And I know we discussed, and I know that you were just getting everything rolling for you. Mm-hmm. And, and we were, we're like, okay, we'll make it happen. And then here recently, I'm not sure if you reached out or I reached out. Um, but I was like, oh my gosh, it's been, it's been yeah. five months. It's, it's been a while. <laughs> oh gosh, time has flown. But yeah. And I think I think you reached out and were like, hey, we got to do a podcast on your podcast. I'm like, oh my God, yes. Yes, we did say we were going to do that. <laughs> we got to do it. And we had the benefit of, of actually meeting in Sacramento. We know, which was so great. And I think we connected, of course, per usual these days over Instagram. And I remember, like, I think you sent me a message and was like, we should meet up. And I was like, looking, I'm like, where is she? I'm like, oh, she's in Southern California. And I think I sent you a message. I'm like, that's a couple hours away. (laughs) You know, like, but if I'm ever there and then you're like, no, I'm I'm there next week. I'll be there. (laughs) I was like, no way. And it was so cool because you came and visited me at my office at Sacramento State and you brought your amazing book and we talked all the things 
So it's been just the coolest adventure. And I will say like, you were one of the first people that I connected with as far as like when I started her sports story. So like you are, you are a, a founding female, former female athlete. Oh my gosh. I, feel, I am honored. I am yes. honored. <laughs> I feel like you need to dub me like a founding female athlete. I'm, you can't see me, but over Zoom, I am dubbing. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Well, thanks again. And I am really excited for the Her Sports Story audience to get a glimpse into your journey and into the evolving of what is the winning element? So let's just kind of like rewind and we'll start from the, towards the beginning here, but go ahead and share your sports story with us. Oh, I'm excited. And I decided today that I was going to take a different path because, you know, you know, we, we get in, you know, as podcast hosts and as people who are always sharing our story, a lot of times, like we have these like milestone things that we're like, okay, and then this happened and then this yeah. happened here. <laughs> And there's different parts of like emphasis, like depending on who you're talking to, the audience, um, or just like what you're feeling that day or what you remember that day. Mm -hmm. um, so I decided today, I was like, you know what, I'm going to make a conscious effort to talk about things that I either haven't talked about or haven't talked about in depth. So we're going to go on an adventure for me too, because we're going to, we're going to dip into, we're going to dip into things that either I haven't talked about or just, I haven't visited in a while. So let's do it. So I started playing basketball. My first sport, my first love was basketball at the age of five. I grew up playing basketball. I played soccer, which I was awful at probably because I hated running. Um, also, because also I got goals scored on me and I just didn't like it. But anyway, that's, you know, I had one year of soccer. That was it. I played baseball with the boys because, because I thought I didn't want to be girly. Oh. Cause I like I I really identified as this tomboy, right? And I was like, that's girly. Um, and now looking back, I you know, there's um, there's a stereotype that softball um, isn't the most girly. Really? Um, <laughs> so I was like, man, that was a missed opportunity for me. Um, <laughs> it was a missed opportunity in softball. I tell you, could have found out stuff a lot faster. But. Needless to say, you know, I, I played baseball with the boys. I remember I was a catcher for a minute and um, I got like, I had the mitt right uh, where the ball wasn't uh, and the, the ball ended up right. Uh, I had this like nasty shiner and, and then after that, they like, I was playing with boys and it was like, I don't know, it was like third grade or second grade or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, we're going to put her in. Uh, is it right field or left field? That's the one that like, you know, you put the kids who pick flowers. Yeah. I, you know, I should know this because my husband's a baseball player. Yes. Um, that's, why I, that's why I knew you would know. I feel like it's right. I don't I know. Feel, I, feel like I don't know either. Anyway. Yeah. So I was not in the corner where kids picked flowers because we had another kid who was just like a wacko, you mm -hmm. know, like where he was the kid that needed to be picking flowers. Gotcha. Um, I was not, but 
but obviously that was my last year playing baseball. (laughs) So I was done playing baseball. um, And I just fell in love with basketball and I was training every day. I was doing dribbling drills in my backyard. I was hooping in the backyard. I was always trying to like find different neighbor kids to play with. You know, I played with my brother. He's two years younger than me or we're separated by, we're separated by one grade, but we're 18 months apart. So, you know, we used to do these like dunk shows and we we used to, you know, like, bring the basketball hoop down and we used to get crazy and have fun and you know we I lived in a fairly safe like suburban neighborhood in Southern California where um, there were like hills and places to kind of like go hiking and like exploring and like parks so my mom and dad would actually allow us to go out on our bikes and then they were they knew oh you're going to Peterson Park or oh you're going to Sycamore Park and then Jeremiah and I would ride on through and we'd go and explore and then we'd like come back and you know and that was our adventure for the day so, so I so I grew up with a lot of different sport influences and just going out there and having fun made the switch when I was 16. I started playing volleyball. I was burnt out on basketball. It just wasn't a fit anymore. I doubled down on volleyball and I, I went on to play division one volleyball. Mm. So that was a huge jump from somebody who just started playing. And the goal, the goal, my entire youth athlete career was like to play professional basketball or to, to be in the NBA, but Mm -hmm. obviously, and because that, that was because the WNBA just didn't exist then. And (laughs) eventually I was like, oh, I want to play professional basketball in the WNBA. Yeah. The Sparks, Lisa Leslie. I want to be, no, like all, (laughs) like all of that stuff. So good. And then, you know, at 16, it was just like, that's just not a reality for me. And it was just like, it wasn't on my heart anymore. And it wasn't something I wanted to do. And I, I just fell out of love. And I, I, I had this new love. Her name was volleyball. She was amazing. It, It provided a really great connective atmosphere with, uh, like the culture of volleyball is very different than the culture of basketball. So it was like this brand new thing that I could learn to be good at. And I went and played in college. I played at the University of Texas Pan American, which is now the university, the University of Texas Rio Grande Valley. Yes. A couple of years ago, they merged with UT Brownsville and became this like super university in super duper South Texas. Um, and they still are a division one program today. They compete in the Western Athletic Conference, mm. and um, this year they they got knocked out in the semifinals. But the year before they got second, and the year before that they were WAC champions. Wow! So, so it's so it's really cool to see the program that I left continue to ascend and get better. You know, yeah. <laughs> flourish, and just like there's something about being an alumni that you're just, your heart is still like attached to it. And so yeah. even though you're not there, you're like, yep, that's my school. Yep. You go girl. <laughs> you're like, Don't yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's that, that, there's this always this thing, right? Like, and we heard it a lot, like my freshman year. So I came in freshman year with five freshmen. Mm-hmm. There's five of us. And we had a lot of upperclassmen, And I came in, so we were coming in as this group and, um, it was, it was really cool because I came on as a starter. Mm -hmm. So I I was able to have four years of, 
of being a four-year starter and being able to impact the program immediately. And, you know, coming in as a freshman, you know, we would hear from upperclassmen stories of, you know, of, of the older girls are like, oh yeah, Catherine, number 33, man, she could get down on the court and she drank all the time and she was a badass, you know, whatever. Yeah, right. Like, you know, you would hear all these stories about all of the different, you know, like, oh, well, it used to be like this. Or mm-hmm. I remember when we didn't have air conditioning in South <laughs> Texas. Or, you know, I remember when we ran 78 laps for not doing X, Y, You know, it's, a, it's one of those, uh, you know, it's part of the culture. You know, you, you hear stories about the girls who played before you and, or just like the level of play. Right. So like knowing that, oh man, this is the best the program's ever been. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Um, but just knowing that as, as time has gone on and as I've seen the program grow, it's really cool to, to see the level of play come Mm -hmm. up, the level of coaching come up, not to take away from from coaches or anything, uh, because each one is, is special in their own way and makes their difference in their own way. But it's just really cool to see the dynamic, to see the university grow, to see the, the athletes in the community and to really know that, hey, I was a part of building that. I was a part of that. And um, it's just really cool. It's, it's yeah. still connected. You're still connected. It is. So, even though we had four, count them, four losing seasons. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So this is good. A lot of times I talk about, um, like I talk about, like I don't talk a lot about my college experience as much, Mm. although like just like bits and pieces. But you know, um, my like my my sports story. Yeah, a lot of it was in college. So you know, like freshman year we came in and and we did, we did the best with what we had, you know, sophomore year got better. Junior year was our best year. Senior year, uh, definitely came down a little bit. You know, we didn't recruit as heavily. Uh, we had new coaching staff, you know, there was a lot of things that were going on with, uh, the athletic organization. Mm. There was budgets. I mean, there's a lot of things, but you know, we had four, four, four losing seasons. And for people who don't understand what a losing season is, it is when you are below 50% wins. All right. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you come from, when you come from high school or, or when you're like part of like the, the 1% or the 2% of people who play right. at the collegiate level, almost everybody who's playing is coming from a winning program and you're used to being a winner yep. and you have the spirit of a winner <laughs> and you want to win and you want to <laughs> compete. And then you mm-hmm. get into a program that's losing. <laughs> 30 games it's so true, no, not, not 30 yeah, games but you're, yeah. you're losing all the games you're losing all not all the games I mean yeah. we won some but mm-hmm. but still it's less than half so you're working at a division one level you're working your butt off you're working your butt off on the court preparing you're going to the training room you're taking care of your body you're going to class mm-hmm. you're kicking ass you know you're doing you're doing everything that you can to put yourself in the best possible situation to contribute to your team winning. And you lose every time and you lose and you lose and you lose. And then you come back next year and you're like, this is going to be different. And then you lose and then you lose. And then you come back the next year 
<laughs> and you're still losing. Um, and it was, you know, I used to be, it's actually one of the things that I'm like working through right now. Cause mm -hmm. I used to be a really competitive person where, um, like I'm like a light switch, like it's either on or it's off. Um, and there's like almost like a different persona of like focus and determination. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, it's like a lot to hold. And I'm, I know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, totally. Like it, it's a different, yep. You're a different person. It's a different vibe. It's a different thing. Very different. Mm -hmm. um, and when you, when you continuously, and for me, when I continuously come across or come up against lose, 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 and you're working your butt off and it's not paying off, you know, like that competitive drive, you know, if you're, if the switch is on, it hurts. Oh, so much. It yeah. hurts every time. So, so in order to, um, to get to a place where it doesn't hurt, you know, one of the, the compensatory strategies that I now understand that I used at mm -hmm. that time was, or that I've like used after that was staying in this place of like, I don't compete like that anymore. Like I do it for fun. I do it because I like it because it keeps me safe because it keeps me safe from feeling the loss, which is also another thing where you're like, wait a second, we need to integrate that, right? Like that, that like, but you can, but you know, like that, that was like the learned behavior from that. So it's actually something that I've been putting myself in more like, or trying to put myself in more competitive things where I allow that to go out the light switch. Mm -hmm. Yeah where it's like, it's con not controlled, but that, um, that part of me has not died, that I can, yeah, right? that I can be that competitor that I can, that I don't have to. And I remember my senior year, I like, I felt like you have three years of losing, uh, you know, you're getting ready to graduate. I, um, so I had a minor, I took, I took more time. I took an extra, um, like summer semester because I had a minor and that summer semester, I had to take my senior capstone course for business. So I majored in marketing and then I had a minor in communication. So I got the best of both worlds. I had like the crazy creative PR, um, like communications building and like the theater folk and, and like all of these different really creative people. And then I had like the business and like the international business building. So it's like, I, I really had the, the best of these both worlds. But anyway, going back to, you know, being in this place where I was getting ready to graduate mm -hmm. and like feeling like an effing loser. Because like, <laughs> I had lost so much. And then I had this, uh, this marketing internship and I was the team captain of it, and it was um, it was an externship, which meant that we were com we were competing against teams. It was wow. with NASCAR, and, and you know it, NASCAR is not something that I'm into, but the organization is very interesting, um, and the what they do within the organization, which is a lot different than what people think or what they assume. Uh, but it was really cool to see, to, to be a part of an externship and be a part of this competition because I was like, I'm going to fucking win something. <laughs> like, I need to win. I need, win. It. Yeah. I need to win 
more than anybody has ever needed a win. And it was like right before I graduated. And we actually did. We did win the grand prize. We got flown to North Carolina. We got to be in meetings with these high, high level executives for NASCAR and got like really awesome life advice. And like, it was a, it was a really beautiful experience, but I remember leading up to it because one of like the thing that we competed on, like we had a bunch of different like challenges and then the thing we had to throw a NASCAR viewing party and they gave us $1,000 to do this. So you had to budget, you had to get, you know, entertainment, you had to figure out how to get the most freaking people there because it was pretty much like how many people can you get there? Yeah. So, um, we worked our tail off and I remember being like right before the viewing party. And I was like, I was either on my bike or on my scooter. Cause I was talking to my mom and <laughs> yeah, I know it's, it's how I got around campus. I'm a busy lady. Okay. <laughs> I don't need to walk and it's hot. No, especially not We all had a scooter. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I am the reason why they put a sign with a scooter and like the like the the, the no with, with the no signal yeah the no signal because I used to write it through the library and it was like it was like um it was brick so I'd come in and, like, and then I'd go out because there was like just a tunnel <laughs> and they were like like they put up this thing that was like no scooters and uh, like I started the scooter you're a legend 2005 I started the scooter legend at UTPA um <laughs> since then uh, I'm sure people have you know, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. I was on my scooter and I was, um, and I was talking to my mom and I was just, I was, I was just feeling like I was running up a mud hill mm. and I couldn't get traction. And I was just like, and I can't, and I'm a loser and I'm losing all these things and everything's hard and I need to graduate. And I need, to, you know, like all of the things that I was upset about. And I remember my mom just real like hearing me and then being like, you just have to get, you just have to keep working. And that, you know, the only way to get over the wall is to either go under it or, you know, find a way to get over it. And you can't, stop. you can't like, you can't stop. You have to keep going and everything's going to work out. You just have to keep going. And I remember being like, I don't want to keep going. Yeah. It's like, I needed a win. And you know, when we won the grand prize, like that was like, yes, I'm not a loser. I'm capable of winning. I can do this. I can do this. And then I, um, at that time too, I, it was 2009 when I graduated. So during that time, especially during business, like the economy tanked and nobody wanted to hire anybody. And that's when every, everything started going crazy. And I knew that I eventually wanted to get a master's in business, but, um, you know, and it was like, well, do I do it now? Do I do it later? And I was thinking if I don't do it now, I'm probably never coming back. Mm -hmm. So, um, a spot opened up for me to be a graduate assistant for the volleyball team. So that was definitely a blessing that, that was really cool. So, and I did that for a year and it just, I did not want to be a career coach. I did not want to, and, and I did not want to make $30,000 to work my butt off all year. Like, I, like it's one thing when you love something and you do it for an amount of money that you can't live on like that that's like like that's one thing 
And then there, it's another thing to, to not really like it that much and being like, no, I don't even want to do this. Yeah. So, so after doing the graduate assistant, although it was, I learned a lot, it was a great program. Um, you know, it was cool to still be involved. Um, it was cool to be involved in a different way. And I learned a lot. I just, it, it's not what I wanted to do. So I, I was a TA for that other half. So I still got everything scholarship and paid for, oh, wow. but it, yeah. And during that time, you know, I, I had stopped playing volleyball. I was done, done. And I was pretty, pretty happy about it too. Oh my goodness. Okay. There's so many parts. To I know. That's story. why I paused. <laughs> You're like, and break. Let's and I'll let her decide where you want to go. <laughs> so first off, I, because of course I have heard your story through other podcasts and us talking and whatnot. This is the first time I heard about NASCAR opportunities. Yes. It's so cool. But also just you describing your college story as, you know, losing seasons, because I think sometimes there's this perception out there that college athletics is great and that the experience <laughs> is so wonderful and you like work really hard. And then, but you know, most of the time there are hurdles like this, whether you're losing, whether you're like trying to be the best athlete you can be, but your body's like, you know what, we're we're on the way out here. So plenty of that too. (laughs) So I love, I honestly love when we break down the college story and just be real with it. Like, I just love that so much because it's needed. People need to understand, especially some of those athletes transitioning out that it's okay if my college experience wasn't perfect. It's okay if I didn't have my last glorious performance. And- Not like you and your last glorious perfect oh. performance. <laughs> it wasn't perfect, but it was the no, best I could do at that point. <laughs> With my body like crippling, hanging by threads, it's fine. Um, <laughs> but it's just... I thank you for kind of like going in that direction and sharing that with us. And then even so through, you know, having the opportunity to be a graduate assistant, which I'm so curious about as far as you said, when you exited sport, you're kind of like, I'm not like, I'm not heartbroken over it, or at least that's how, you know, initially it came across. But talk about like, stop, stopping the act of playing, and then going back and you're like still around the team like you're still kind of around the sport but you're not doing it so talk about that dynamic and then eventually like leaving the the texas world (laughs) oh yeah this is gonna be fun this is gonna be super fun i i haven't done this in a in an interview yet so i'm i'm excited to go there with you so as soon so volleyball we play our season is August until mid-November. Mm-hmm. We get done mid-November and then we, we, we break for winter break and then we normally come back and train like uh, whenever that starts. Typically it was the end of January or yeah, the end of January, which is when, cause we were on semester. So end of January is when we came back for spring training. I knew the entire time that so my senior year, I had had, um, I'd had a really, really bad ankle sprain and like, I was still, my coach had me still playing. 
And I, I, there's, and she, she knows that too now because I've had 16 ankle sprains throughout my life. And it's, there've always been a, a point of contention with me and they've always been a problem and I'm always, I'm always working on them. And for me, like coming off of volleyball, I was ready to be done. I was, I had given it everything I had, you know, at one point. So as you know, and your listeners may know that every four years, your team, a college team is able to take an international trip. So every four years, you're able to take your international trip. Right. So that was my senior year. That's actually what I did during spring of my senior year. So I, so I finished my season and I was like, deuces, I'm out. Goodbye, volleyball. I'll be back in spring two weeks before I have to, uh, before I have to compete in Europe, you know, like before I compete in Italy. Yeah. So, so I knew, I knew as soon as I came out, I was going to do triathlons. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like, oh my gosh, I'm not doing a sport anymore. I knew exactly what I was going to do. You know, I knew that I always cross-trained with mountain biking. I cross-trained with cycling. And I cross-trained with swimming. I've been, I've been swimming nonstop since I was 16 doing laps. Wow. So, so I knew that as soon as I was done playing volleyball, bye. Like I'm, I'm into another sport now. I'm done. Like all I want to do is train because so there's different. And as you know, there's different body and position specific um, and, and body and body type things that happen with sports, right? So with me, um, I had to be incredibly explosive. I had to be really agile. My reaction time was important and I needed to be able to jump and I needed to be able to swing hard. Like those were like, like those are the things you need to do, Deanna. Um, and you know, those were breaking down. Those are breaking down my, my senior year, my shoulder, I was swinging as hard as I could. And my, my coach was like, you're embarrassing. She's like, you're <laughs> embarrassing. She's like, she's like, you can't hit any harder. And I was like, God, I think it's hard as I can. My knees would buckle. I would jump yeah. and I would go down and my knees would buckle. They were just, I was just done. And mm-hmm. every time that I had cross trained, I was able to strengthen a lot of the areas that I had problems with in volleyball. So I would at, every time I was training, I was training to be able to get through volleyball. I was training. I was, was like preparing my body to be able to be punished by jumping and, and cutting and sprinting and jumping. So, so for me, I knew exactly as soon as I was done, goodbye, I'm off to a different sport. So I started doing triathlons. So during that spring, I did triathlons. Um, and then we started because we were going to go on our Italy trip. Mm-hmm. We were going to be competing against all these Italian teams. Uh, we were like, all right. So we, we went back and I remember going back and <laughs> I went to block and like everything was fine. But the next day, like my, oh my God, my trap, mm-hmm. like the, the volleyball muscles were screaming at me, but you know, like two weeks, you know, a week, two weeks, like you know, your body adapts and you go back. But that spring season or that, that spring break, we went to Italy, we competed against all over Italy. So it was, it was an incredible trip. I wish I had, um, teammates that had better outlook and who didn't, um, who didn't view the experience as, um, not as good as it could have been because their negativity kind of like dispersed, um, 
you know, throughout the team. But anytime that we could go somewhere else or do something else, I just went somewhere else and did that. But it was really cool because it gave me the opportunity to, to, to get seen. Mm-hmm. And there was an opportunity, like they were, there were people who were like, so you're middle. Um, is she interested in maybe coming to play in Europe? And like, I heard that and I was just like, no, no, <laughs> like I'm done. Like I, I'm really good. Like I'm done. And I remember thinking if I ever wanted to go back, cause I knew somebody who they went back when they played professionally overseas when they were like 24, 25. I'm like, well, I'm 21. So I still got four years before I need, if I, if I think I made a mistake, I can go back. Mm -hmm. I just remember being in that, in that environment being like, "Mm, no, I'm good. Like said my piece, we're good. Like, I just want to do it for fun now. So, you know, through that, the senior year, you know, go, go graduate. You know, I think that year I might've gone home for like a month because I was in there for, for spring semester or for summer semester graduated and then like had maybe a month. And then I came back because I had to be there for preseason and I was there to do all of the, uh, the GA work. And it was a comfortable position because in our team, we had a culture of coaching each other. Mm, okay. And that's the way we trained. Um, so I was a middle, that's super duper uh, like skill and position specific. So I was a middle specialist. So I, I would take the middles and we would go do drills. I would take the middles and I would give strategy. I'd take the middles and we'd go work on different stuff. And then we'd integrate back and then, you know, be able to do all of the, um, you know, I got, I got much better at reading film because <laughs> I was, I was so bad at it. I, and like, I'd fall asleep. I was so bad at it. I remember um, I'd have to prepare I'd have to do all the stats and then I'd have to prepare and then I'd have to present during season. So I'd have to tell them all these things. And I remember spending hours, I'm talking hours preparing these reports. And then we'd go in there and I would see them not pay attention and I would lose my mind because I was like, you have no idea. Talk. You have no idea how much I hated every single second of this. <laughs> if you swing into the block one more time, I'm gonna lose it. I'm gonna lose it because I just told you that that's what they're gonna do, and you're not listening to me at all. But anyway, so it was <laughs> great, right? Like it was such um, it was such an interesting position, and my coach was hard on me. She had always been hard on me as a player, and she was hard on me as a GA. You know, she was, uh, she was definitely a, like one of those like needed, but not wanted resistant pieces of resistance, but helped me grow. And I have so much gratitude and she'll, she'll, uh, she would say the same thing. She'd be like, I was really hard on Sienna. <laughs> she knew I could take it. Yeah. Right. She knew what you could be. <laughs> oh man, that woman, that woman, she was so hard on me. So being that being in that GA position, it gave me um, more of a perspective over like what what elite volleyball looked like. It mm-hmm. also gave me a perspective of like how much work the coaches put in. It also gave me um, a perspective of what I did not want to do ever again. Um, but but the the team dynamic um, 
that part was the easy part. Um, I had had, I, I was, I felt that the team respected my input and it wasn't one of those like, oh, well, yeah. Right. You're just yeah. going And also, and also I, um, I didn't drink while I was competing. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't do drugs. Um, I graduated summa cum laude. So I graduated with a 393. So it's like, I did everything that I was told to do. I followed curfew. I didn't break rules. You know, I, I was somebody that, you know, in a GA position, if I've seen it happen where you have somebody who was a really good player, but they're not always the most compliant. And then like, and then that person is trying to enforce you. But you're like, you're like, uh, no, like, that's not what we did last year. Yeah. Right. You know, like, oh, really? Because last year we went out drinking and now you're going to tell on me. Like, Mm. so I had, I had no problem enforcing rules. I had no problem doing curfew checks. I had no problem being that person because I bought into that, um, to that athlete mindset of like, these are the rules. These are the things that are going to help me compete. So as far as like, (laughs) like being a graduate assistant, there were a lot of things that came pretty naturally and easily. And there were things that I just never wanted to do again. (laughs) What a good experience for you though. You know, it, it definitely served its purpose in having you kind of be like, uh, I do not want to do that. And this has been a good run. Mm -hmm. You, it's almost like you got everything you needed out of those experiences from (laughs) stepping out from freshman year all the way to your like end of your grad program. Like, I feel like you fully took advantage of everything that was there. And clearly like your coach, although she was hard on you, she was like, no, Deanna's the girl for the job. Like, you know, (laughs) so that don't do anything. I tell her because she's a golden <laughs> retriever. I throw the ball and she goes and gets it every time. The best golden retriever you were. <laughs> Even if she only has three legs. <laughs> <laughs> the, that's totally like an athlete way though too, right? Like we're just programmed to be like, okay, we do the things, we get the reward, we get the score, we make our coaches happy. And you know, that has its own set of advantages and at times disadvantages but nonetheless like the athlete experience shapes us and prepares us I believe for whatever is next even if you know through that experience you're like why why are we losing every (laughs) season why do I feel like an 80 year old trying to tumble across the floor like (laughs) but it all serves us and it all comes back around So I am super excited to transition into our next piece here, but I would love to start this with a little bit of, you know, when you got back home, I imagine, right? Mm -hmm. Or you moved back to California. Yes, I did. Okay. And then, you know, I think you were in some roles, but then you had this idea for the winning element. I did. I did. And I would love to hear a little bit of that process. And then we're just going to dive into the winning element because it's so incredible. And I am so impressed. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And as, 
as we dive into it, you'll have to, because um, it's obviously something that I am excited about and passionate about. So I'll be stopping at different points that way, <laughs> that, that way, that way, if you want to shift, we can shift. And if okay. we dive deeper, we can dive deeper because I know that I can talk for the next four hours. Uh, and, and because I, and because I love you. So it works. Yeah, I definitely do that. So when I got done with my graduate program, I held about three different jobs. All of them were sales jobs. Mm. And one of them was a, uh, a, like a marketing intern, like graphics job. And during that time also, I owned a franchise in an energy company. So, so I was really hot on personal development and, um, like, uh, I'm trying to think of what it's called right now. The name's escaping me. Uh, multi-level marketing. There we are. So it was a, it was a multi-level marketing company and I loved, you know, as a business student and as somebody who, um, is curious about growth and everything, like, you know, I actually like heard and saw a lot of different business opportunities. And I thought that this one was a really good fit. And when I was in Texas, it was a really good fit. When I ended up, uh, moving out of Texas, I was like, you know what? I think, and I learned a ton from it and it was what it was and I did get paid and I did, you know, like I did, I did, I was in a good spot, uh, but it wasn't for me to continue. Um, it just wasn't, um, the path that I was going to take. So I was working a bunch of different sales jobs. I was trying to figure out what am I going to do? I applied to be a firefighter. I, and I tested, I got, I got pretty far in the process, um, for Austin fire department. I, what else did I do? I, oh man, I did so many different jobs, like so many different jobs. And it kind of came down to, because at that time I was in South Texas still Mm -hmm. came down to, I was like, I, I need to look at different areas. Like, cause I, I was like, I think I've done everything that I came to do in South Texas. I think, I think it's time for me. Cause I, by that time I'd been there for eight years, almost nine years. Yeah. Isn't that it didn't take me that long to get degrees, but I'm just saying <laughs> I was there a long time because I worked and I stayed and, you know, I cultivated that network there. And it, at that point I was like, you know, I either need to move to Austin or I need to move, you know, somewhere. And I was like, you know what? I was feeling really called back home to Southern California. And it was also one of those like, well, I can live with my parents and then figure it out. Yeah. So, so I did that. And, you know, I started meeting with a couple of um, like high school friends and people that I had seen. And one of the guys that, um, that I had kept in contact with, he wasn't like a best friend, but I, we had continuously kind of just like touched in with each other. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, you know, what's your background and what are you doing? And I was telling him and he goes, he's like, I think you'd be perfect for the company that I'm at. And we're actually hiring right now. And I said, oh, really? That's interesting. Um, tell me about it. And yes, I will apply tomorrow. So, um, so I ended up getting that job and it was really cool because we worked in the same office. So we got to go to, to lunch all the time. We got to see so each fun. other. Yeah. yeah, it was really cool. And I worked for a computer training, uh, like learning center. So what we did is, uh, for it professionals, they take these really high level certifications. Some are in security, some are in like software, some are in a lot of the hardware that's powering, you know, the world. So there was a lot of like certification classes and we sold those to different organizations for their people. So I was in like, yeah, so it was, it was a really cool job because 
I got to work with IT professionals. I got to work with IT managers. I got to work with CTOs on training and getting their people to be able to do the jobs or like do the different projects that they needed to do to make their organization function and do the job that they do. So it was a high growth job. I really enjoyed, um, and I could be happy doing almost anything, but I, I enjoyed this because it was high growth. I enjoyed this because it was a team atmosphere. We were all in the super small, uh, in the super small office and everybody, we had headsets. Right? We didn't have to be on the phone all the time. It was a grind. And uh, it was a grind, such a grind. So many calls. And you hear, like, cause you were so close to everybody that you'd like hear other people's phone calls or like, you'd like wait, like you'd want to like wait. You're like, cause you're talking to like the president of a company, right? And yeah. you have like other people talking about whatever they're talking about over there. Mm -hmm. So um, it was it was a very interesting environment, but it was nonetheless, there was a lot of, there was a lot of growth there. And at that time I had had a friend reach out and say, hey, we have a new volleyball program. You know, you want to come coach? And I was like, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of busy climbing the corporate ladder over here. I don't know if I have time for, for volleyball anymore, <laughs> right? And, and at that time, I like hadn't coached. I hadn't seen volleyball. I was still like doing stats here and there, but I mean like mm -hmm. at the collegiate level, but I, I just wasn't involved with the program. He's like, just come to one practice, Deanna, just one. And I was like, fine, you know, like fine, I'll do it. So he had me come, he had me come to this one practice and I was totally hooked. I started coaching, you know, I started going from, or like talking to my boss and I was like, oh yeah, you know, I've practiced two days a week and I leave early on this day if I come in early. And I just got obsessed. And what I was really noticing and what I, what was happening is that I was exactly like them once and all of the things that I was teaching them and, and it's, you know, I know, I don't know if, how often you work with youth, youth athletes, but there is a big disconnect where you're like, oh my God, I was that, I don't want to say dumb, but I was that ignorant. I didn't know. I didn't know. Oh yeah. Because you don't know. So, nope. you know, I was, I was having these conversations and I would, I'd be like, oh, what's your goal today? And they're like, crickets, you know? And I'm like, I'm like, what are you working on? And I was like, you're a passer, right? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, okay, so what about passing? And then they're like, <laughs> crickets again. And then I'm like, are we working on moving our feet? Are we working on first step to the ball? Are we working on reading defense? And then they're like, reading the ball, you know? <laughs> that one. So, that one. Yes. C. I'd like to go with C. So <laughs> everything that I, and during, during the time where I was like, during this whole time of being out, I was doing triathlons, half marathon, rock climbing, yoga, swimming. Like I was doing a lot of different sports. So I had never stopped this pursuit of performance and like getting better. Mm -hmm. So as I was coming into these practices, I was teaching them all these things that I was learning that I wish that I freaking knew that were game changers that were like, I was like, Oh my God, how did I not know this? I don't get it. Right. So, you know, I was, as I was helping them achieve their goals and dreams, I really realized mine. And it was like one of those moments where I was like, I'm not meant to be in technology. And I was like, I was having these conversations with uh, people who were in the company and, and different companies. I ended up switching companies to another company. I doubled the salary, which was really great because it helped me save a lot of money to be able to, mm -hmm. to start the company that I ended up starting. And, you know, during that time, it was, oh my gosh, it was 
it was so strange to to figure out well, I want to do something with athletes and I know it's going to be, I, I kind of want it to be like this. And, you know, the first, the first year that I had like the realization, I started like taking data. Like I'd ask them, I'm like, what would you guys like to learn about? Where are you guys on social? You know? And I started getting all these like data points to figure out like, how could I, what do I need to build and how the first year, all I did was like, I did research. I listened to a ton of podcasts. So I was listening to what I was going to need to start a business, what I was going to need to build a platform, a website, how do I build a website? And thank God I had had um, like a passion and knowledge in graphic design and like photography. So like that stuff, I can do all that stuff myself. And I know I, I'm techie and I can figure things out. And I know, oh, audio and video, like, yeah, media, I've always been into media. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. I can do all that stuff too. This is going to be great. But the process of figuring out what the big picture was and what it was going to be, like, mm-hmm. it took a year, like there was years and it changed. A, I wouldn't say it changed a lot. It just, at one time I had female athlete inspiration as the Instagram. And then I didn't know what I wanted the website to be. And then somebody was like, Oh, it should be coach Deanna. And I was like, okay, coach Deanna.com. Great. And then, you know, as I was, cause the winning element framework hadn't been like built yet. And that had like, I knew that I knew that I wanted to write a book like my first year. And I remember coming home and talking to my mom and I was like, I want it to be kind of like a journey. And then it's going to have all these different things and I need a really good title. It's got to be the winning, the winning. Uh, uh. And she actually, like the first year we had the winning element. Um, we knew from the very beginning that that was the title, mm-hmm. but we didn't really know what that was going to look like. I didn't know what that was going to look like. So like fast forward a couple of years where it was like, we're like, okay, well, how, you know, how are we going to do this? Okay. Coach Deanna. Okay. Well, I'm not Oprah. So, and it's not all about me and I don't want this to be about me. So it's not like, oh, you know, like, oh, I have to do it about me. And you know, the book is called the winning element. So why don't we build the entire, and this was like a whole, like, this is like three, five, five years, you know, like probably like three or four years in where the vision, because the, the vision and the mission has always been to provide athletes with resources to help them elevate their game and really help them become the best version of themselves on and off the court. That had always been like the really, really big vision or, or I guess like the underlying core idea. Mm-hmm. And then as the winning element framework kind of came to life and as the book got developed, it became very obvious and apparent that the winning element needed to live and breathe and become its own platform. So, you know, we went from these, these shifts and the, like the confusion and all of these different things to landing on the winning element and you know the winning element is a mental and physical performance platform and we have the winning element book we have the line of performance planners we will have a mobile application at some point i don't know when it's on it's on the pop pipeline i don't know what we're going to do but we're going to figure it out later amazing the we're going to figure it out later just yeah, like uh-huh. training it up it's going to happen um, we have the winning element podcast And then we have the winning element workshops and event series that hasn't, that's about to start like kicking off and rolling off. So the winning element as a performance platform, um, we're now at a place where the vision is so clear. 
It's yeah. just about yeah. building out all of these different facets of the platform and really serving athletes in the best way and in the highest way possible. And, you know, for, I guess we'll dive into a little bit about the book because I think, you know, I've alluded to like the winning element framework and I haven't explained it. So I'll do that for, for the audience so they can just, so sure. that they can not be like, will she just talk about what she's talking about? Please <laughs> tell me. So the winning element is all about integrating the mental and physical performance skills needed to step into your greatness, to get to that peak performance state and to really become the best version of yourself. And for people who are not watching this or don't have this right in front of them, I want you to, to visualize a circle that is cut like a pie or a pizza, depending on how hungry you are or what part of the day you're in. Mm -hmm. um, it's either a pizza or a pie, and it's cut into eight slices. So there's four on the top and four on the bottom. The four on the top are going to be physical. So hydration, nutrition, movement, and recovery are all of the physical facets. It's all the physical skills. It's all the things that in the areas that we need, the core, the core skills and areas that we need to pay attention to, to really thrive on and off the court. The four bottom are going to be the mental aspects or the mental skills, and that's confidence, energy management, visualization and self-talk, and resilience. And those are the mental performance skills that we need to elevate our game, to step into our greatness, and really to shift into these really cool peak performance states and moments. And the coolest part, and one of the, my favorite things, is the winning element assessment, which anybody can take. It's 10 questions in each of these eight areas. It takes about 10 minutes. It's absolutely free. It's at www.thewinningelementassessment.com. And it is an eye-opener and a game-changer. Most people, when they, when they take a quiz or, you know, when I, and I do this at my workshops, I'm like, okay, you know, on a scale of one to 10, where are you on nutrition? And people are like, and some people are like super honest. They're like three. Yeah. Um, but most of the time people, people tend to overestimate or, or think that they're doing better than they actually are. And, you know, once you see your score and you see, um, for people who are watching this, if you can imagine, um, like each of those, those pies, you know, colored in, you know, so you have not necessarily like an even circle, but you're going to have some twos, some fours, some fives, you know, some eights, whatever. Um, but it's a really powerful image when you start to see like where you're at and you're like, man, I could be doing a lot more. And a lot of times we don't know what we don't know until we know that we didn't know. Um, right. Go with me on it. Uh, <laughs> I get it. I understand it. Like, we don't, we, it, if we're not aware of strategies and we don't know about them, then of course that's going to, to skew what we do. And even if we know strategies, but we're not doing them, like that's a whole different, that's a whole different thing. But the assessment is a really powerful tool. It's the core of the book because, you know, we dive into hydration, nutrition, movement, recovery, energy management, confidence, visualization, and self-talk and resilience. You know, we talk about goal setting. We talk about winning habits because once you understand where you're at and you understand, hey, there's a bunch of strategies that I can start to implement in my life as winning habits, then we can start to build a roadmap, right? And we can start to bring you closer to whatever it is your goal is. And 
whether you're currently playing, whether you're, you know, you're trying to climb the, climb the corporate ladder, you know, whatever you're doing, it all comes down to us investing in ourselves in our mental and physical well-being. Because when we pay attention to that, when we're solid on that, we can serve in a higher way. We can serve others. We can step into our greatness and we can, we can essentially find our purpose, find our, our X, Y, and Z. And we can really, we can be there for, for our community and others. You know, it's really difficult when you're tired, when you, when you know, you're stressed out, you have anxiety when you're dealing with um, X and Y and Z or whatever it is. It's really hard to show up as, as the best version of yourself. It's really hard to connect with others. It's really hard to enjoy your life when you're in pain. It's really hard. It's yeah. really hard to do your job. It's, it's, it's really hard. So, and for athletes, you know, there's this, the athlete journey is like, we are, we know as athletes at every level that there are different things that we can be doing. And, oh yeah, I should be eating well, but that's really complicated. Oh, I know I need to drink water, but that's really complicated. Oh, I need to, I know I need to be meditating and doing visualization. That's really complicated. I know that I need to be strength training. That's really complicated. You know, and that's, that's a lot of times, you know, and as athletes, especially collegiate athletes, we're juggling so many different things. We're juggling our school. We're juggling our relationships that we don't freaking have because we don't have time. We're juggling, we're juggling being away from friends and school and, you know, like trying to get a meal in and like not being able to make any money because, because we're doing school and we're a collegiate athlete. And yeah, there's just, there's so much to being able to perform at your best. There's so much to it. And it's easy for athletes to get lost in the complexities and just write it off as, oh, that's not important, or I don't have time for that. But what I've really tried to create with the winning element, the book and everything else is something that's easy. It's easy to understand. It's it's just one strategy. It's just two strategies. It's just small things that you can do. And, you know, I live this stuff every day and I haven't mastered it. I've been living this stuff for a while and I haven't mastered it. And I'm never going to completely master it because there's always something to learn because life is never balanced. And whether you're an athlete or you're climbing the corporate ladder or you're doing big things or you're running a nonprofit or you're volunteering, like life is not balanced. But if you have the core understanding of your, like what works for you mentally, what works for you physically and what you need, you can start to like triage these things. And when we get off balance, we know exactly what to do. Like um, like almost like this order of operations, right? Where it's like, I feel like crap today. And then you, and then you do the whole, like, you're like, well, I didn't drink any water. I didn't sleep that much. And I might've had too much sugar yeah. three days ago. That's probably contributing to me feeling like crap. Okay. What do I need to do? Okay. I need to drink water. I need to make sure that I get really good rest tonight. And, and then you can go from there. But it's like, it's like adulting 101, right? Like so much. Yep. It's like adulting 101, like how to, how to take care of your body and how, and how to really show up as the best version of yourself. And, Mm -hmm. you know, understanding that, that the imbalance that is going to happen, like you have the skills 
and you've developed and cultivated these skills so that you can deal with these things as they come up and you can make adjustments, you can be flexible. And, you know, a big driver of writing this book was to give athletes, especially youth athletes, the skills and the strategies that they need now. Mm-hmm. Because I'm sure for you, like there's a lot of things I'm sure nutrition wise you learned, you know, when you, when you were in your yeah. late 20s that you're like, God, I right. really wish I would have known about that because I would have, <laughs> I would have, I would have done a thousand things differently. And, 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 you know, there's some things, of course, we know that we're like, well, that's not good for us, but I'm going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And then there's the other things where you're just like, I thought I was for me. There's so many things that I thought I was doing the right thing. And then I learned later, Hey girl, that doesn't work for you. And there's a scientific reason why. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh my gosh. So first off, like the, everything that you have as far as your platform is absolutely stunning. Like I remember when you came and like gave me a copy of your book and I was just like, oh my goodness, it's beautiful, black and gold. And you have, and you are totally right. And with your book, it's not just like all text, like there's activities in there. There's like infographics in there and it's interactive. And I just want to applaud you on everything that you've created because your brand is seamless. And honestly, like I would come home and catch my husband reading it. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's one of the best compliments I've ever gotten. It was like, and, you know, like my husband being, uh, you know, got his doctorate in physical therapy and like all the things. He was like, yes, wow, interesting. And it was, it was so good. Like, so that should just attest to, you know, that everything you have in there, it's not only like that you speak to these, but there's research behind it. Like you have done the research and you have broken it down though in such a way that's, that's kind of like your best friend being like, hey, look at all these cool things <laughs> that will actually help you and let's let's do them or here's a way that you can approach it and it's doing so in covering all of the elements right so because as a as a youth athlete or adolescent or whatnot we're not always trained on you know resiliency or you know <laughs> could you imagine like today resiliency. That is what we're going to chat about. Like that just didn't really happen. I mean, as a gymnast, I would say visualization was very much like a part of what we did. Um, so there are parts there, but there's so many foundational, um, pieces that we would benefit so much from, or that I (laughs) would benefit so much from not only as like an athlete, but even today, like everything that is in your book is also relevant to like me trying to adult and do all the things. <laughs> trying to adult. <laughs> yeah. So I just love it all so much. And I know that like people listening will be just so interested. And of course, everything that you have, we'll, we'll put in the show notes and we're going to just like brag all about it because it is amazing. Everything. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. And, you know, it's been, it's been a mission to, to write it, to get it printed, to get it designed, to, to be the designer, to, you know, like to do all the things. So, you know, I just want to let you know that I, 
I say thank you so much and receive fully all of the compliments and it feels great and thank you. And I remember when um when we I was I was stalking you on Instagram and I was like, who is this? And then I I saw all of your branding. I was like, oh my God, it's gorgeous. Oh my God, I need to talk to this girl. I don't know who this is, but I'm so excited. And whoever does her design work is a genius. And I, oh I and that was one of the things like that your brand and the way that you're continuing to to build it, it is like the the design is oh, it's just beautiful. It's flawless. And it's it's like right on point and it's it's so consistent. So like as as a designer and as somebody who geeks out and like has a Pinterest board for design, like <laughs> I fully appreciate I ex- I accept and receive all of the love for my stuff and I'm sending I'm sending it right back because you've done you've done some really big and cool work and I'm I'm such a fan of everything that you're creating and doing. Thank you so much. I remember you telling me that when you came to visit me in my office and I was like, "What? Really?" Like, yes. I mean, I I am a, you know, all about having something aesthetically pleasing, you know, yes. and matching it as best I could on Instagram because I was total just like doing it before I was ready and I remember just putting one post out on Instagram like over a year ago and be like well you made an Instagram you actually got to do something with it now <laughs> so when you said that I was like wow I've made it <laughs> you did. I was like, ah. I was like <laughs> I have done something right <laughs> But I like I'm so thankful we connected and, and so very grateful because also for your mentorship. And when I like see your coach Deanna, I'm like, oh yeah, like it's so fitting, right? But I just am so glad that I got to meet you a part of this journey. And I I know it, we're going places. It's gonna be amazing. We're going together. We're yep. going together. <laughs> And I will say, like, if I ever need advice or whatnot, like, you are the person that are like, did you try this? You got to do this. Oh, I'll connect you with this person. And that's what I love because we're building a team after sport and a team that we're like, I will have you on my team and I will pick you on my team. And you get to pick them. You don't have to deal with any BS. You don't have to like whiny people. Sorry. I don't need you to be my teammate. You got recruited. That's fine. Yeah. (laughs) Like, Like, no, I'm recruiting my team. Yes, exactly. So I'm so grateful that my tribe or the Her Sports Story community is also going to get like a glimpse into your story and your just dynamic personality and be able to connect with you. So where would be the best place for them to find you? All things winning elements. So on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and Pinterest all are the winning element. I think Twitter is just winning element because apparently there's a character. Uh, like you can only have a certain amount of characters. So, oh, okay. so you can't do that. So, but if you search the winning element, I promise you, you're going to find me. Um, personally, um, if people like pictures of adventure and succulents and all things beautiful and waterfalls uh, on Instagram, I am wild and free D with two E's. And that's, that's a, that's a, if you want to follow me personally, cause there's a lot of fun stuff on there. It's always beautiful things. <laughs> of course. 
Okay, so I always end with one last question. I envision someday there's this, you know, standalone event in a way where athletes transitioning out of their sport, whether that's from like the expiration date, from being injured or whatnot, coming to an event where they get a little bit of foundation, they get in front of people like you, people like me, and we're just there to give them a little bit of maybe just a little bit of reassurance that you're like, you know, you're moving through this and it's kind of weird at first, but you're going to be okay. And at said event, we will of course talk all of the things, but if you had the opportunity to be in front of this group, what advice would you give them? Uh, I would say that, you know, one of the things we talk about a little bit is like, athletes searching for purpose, right? Mm -hmm. And kind of trying to figure out, okay, what's the next step? Um, I think the biggest piece of advice that I could give any collegiate athlete who is in their transition period is to, and and as they're trying to figure out what they're going to do, to connect deeply to yourself and your higher knowing, whether that's through meditation, through sauna, through quiet time, whatever that is, and really start to explore. You know, we have this internal guidance system. And, you know, when we are when we are in alignment with that, things seem to be effortless and come together. And, you know, if things in your life are kind of feeling turbulent and things don't feel good, it's because it's because it's a change period and it's, and that's a time where you really want to get clear on the things that you want, the things that you need. And, um, and you know, some people that's God, some people that's universe. Sometimes that's just like your inner deep knowing, you know, but you know, when you, when you connect to that and when you really invest in your mental and physical well being and the people that you ultimately surround yourself with, um, you can, you can really start to take comfort in that and figure out, okay, what's next. Mm -hmm. So I would say like the biggest piece of advice is like double down on investing in yourself, you know, and, and listening to and connecting deeply with yourself. It's very, it's very easy to get lost in the shuffle and, you know, listening to other people. It's very easy to think about the things that you should be doing or the money that you should be making or the, the X, the Y, the Z, whatever, you know, we're, you know, we go to school for degrees and, you know, we don't, we don't exit school and, and necessarily use degree, you know, like that's just like, that's a training, that's a training manual. Like that's cool. You have a foundation. That's great. Okay. Now go out there and explore and find something that that you're aligned with and find something that you like to do something and not something that you always like to do because it, work is work and it's hard. Right. But, but when you, when you have that internal alignment, you know that you're on the right track. And when, when there's turbulence, there's that is normally an indication that a change of course needs to be made and to not have fear or, and, and I don't want to say don't have fear, but just have courage as you make changes in your course and your direction, because that internal alignment mm-hmm. is not going to steer you wrong. And there is no such thing as failure. There's always, there's only learning and, 
at the time in their life that they are in, you know, everything is a lily pad, everything is a stepping stone, and you really cannot go wrong. It's just a matter of, you know, are you aligned and how long are you out of alignment? So if you're feeling turbulent, that's because something needs to change. If you're feeling like everything's just working, keep running with it, but connect deeply with yourself and trust that inner knowing. Oh man, that was am- amazing, incredible. <laughs> I'm like over here, like just glued on. Oh, yes. <laughs> so good. And yeah, it's just, it's no surprise that like, you being a coach and a leader and a motivator, like that's just you and your persona. And I can't wait to see where this journey goes. I'm so excited for our audience to connect with you. So thank you again for being here today on the Her Sports Story podcast. It was an absolute pleasure. Super blessed to have you in my tribe and in my life and on my team. And I'm excited for everything that we have moving forward. And I'm so grateful for your community and happy to help and serve in any way. So for anybody listening, feel free to reach out. Would love to hear from you. Would love to potentially have you on my podcast. Would love to connect because, you know, I want to empower. I want to give resources to athletes and anybody who wants to team up, let's do this because we can't do this alone. And it's only when we when we really reach out to others that we really make things happen. And I'm excited to meet some of the people in your tribe and to serve with them. So looking forward to it. Thank you so much.